0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Eli's Corner. I am your host, Eli. And yes, we are back with a lot of topics to talk about, a lot of things to get into. And I cannot wait. This is going to be episode 27. And here we yes you make a grown man cry start me up here we go rolling stones thank you so much for starting me off but here we go yes so a lot to get into the final four is set UConn Miami FAU San Diego State are going to the final four in Houston congratulations congratulations to all of them I really had to give it out to them you know they did their thing you know it was really great I'm really I'm really um proud of all those schools I mean sh- I mean shout out to FAU and uh Miami I know Florida is going crazy right now because those Flor- uh Florida teams are probably really proud that you know they're, they're representing them right now but um hey man you know shout out to all those teams UConn as well but yeah it's gonna be a really fun interesting uh, mar- uh final four we got to see what happens next what's gonna um transform inspire in the next uh couple of days uh who do you guys have who do you guys really have going out winning it all who you think can do it uh my son's bracket it, he did have UConn winning uh so I mean hopefully I do hopefully UConn can win it but I mean we'll see I just I just really want to see really the next like I mean the another great I mean a really good uh weekend and a, a just a good national championship because I mean it's just been you know crazy and hectic but i mean yeah i mean also shout out to the women lsu shout out to uh iowa uh shout out to also shout out to virginia tech and so- south carolina uh for all making it to the final four as well i mean that, you got to shout out to them too i mean they've been balling there's a lot of good um talented women uh young women out there that have been balling out in this college in these college uh hoops out here so you know shout out to them because i mean i saw a couple great games going on uh that that happened you know so it's really you know really great to see how um how it's just been really how like women's basketball has really trans uh really been uh developing over the years and i mean seeing how you know think how how it's really been uh, a lot of mo- more women have been you know getting more involved in basketball and like getting more you know involved in the wnba so it's it's really good to see that happen so I'm really excited. Um but yeah, and also shout out to all the um NCAA uh college teams that made it to the Frozen 4. Uh that's a little thing of the Final 4, but it's going to be in Tampa. Um that's another great uh great uh another tournament that was happening this past uh in the month of March that we had. So, you know, it was really good to see, you know, all these teams and all these um all these teams, you know, all these um, Cinderellas uh, flourish during this tournament because you know it's your your backs against the wall. It's just, it's do or die. You know, it's win or go home. You know, and these 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 uh, games make it a lot fun and you know really interesting. You know, to keep your eyes on and see how you know things are going and everything like that. But yeah, man, I mean, you got to give it up. The Final Four, the Final Four is going to be really electric. I really want. to, I'm really curious to see who you guys uh, pick to win the whole, uh, to out of those four, like who do you think is going to win? Who has a stronger shot? Um, who do you think out of the upset teams? Like, do you think FAU can, FAU can really, uh, pull it out? Is it going to be a FAU versus Miami? Is it going to be a Florida battle, uh, of the two teams, you know, the underdog against the, the U, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see. So I'm really excited. Can San Diego state pull it off? Like, it's going to be really, really fun to see, um, and really uh, great to, you know, catch up on. Uh, so, yeah, a lot to uh, a lot to talk about, a lot to, you know, fill you in on. I mean, there's no number one teams. That's crazy. No number one seed teams in the men's basketball. Uh, this is like the first time. And I think since 1970 in the 19, since the 1970s. So that's kind of crazy to see how that's been happening um. How like you know? This is how college basketball has developed. I mean, yes, I do feel bad for all these you know small schools that really don't get like the recognition, recognition for them you know in their you know, uh, athletic you know skills because a lot of these powerhouse schools you know have the money have like you know, all the all, you know the you know the the uh the the support you know the behind them to like you know have the money to. You know, evolve their school and you know go to things and do that stuff. You know, so you know network their um you know their businesses. So you know it kind of sucks, but it, I mean it's really great to see FAU. I mean a really small school go in there, go into March Madness and really shock the world and reach the read it uh, reach re uh and reach to this point right now. It's just a remarkable Cinderella story. I mean you have to prop your heads up to them. You know it's it's really amazing. You know I have to give it to them you know all right you know the next topic we're going to get into talk about you know a little bit you know and i'm really you know excited to you know get to, get to talk about because you know congratulations to my new york rangers for clinching a playoff spot in the this year's uh, nhl playoffs i'm really excited uh they got a really nice good big um solid wins from from florida uh I, they're also playing tonight they're playing against the columbus blue jackets tonight and then they play uh a big game on thursday against the new jersey devils uh shout out to all my devils fans tim john uh all you boys out there and uh you know all you devils fans you know you guys like to get under get underneath my skin about my rangers but you know hey i think it's going to be a great game also congratulations to the devils for clutching a playoff spot it's been since i think 2000 and 19 around that around 19 18 around over around there i remember they were playing when they had taylor hall the man that had the uh the uh the uh, the big time uh player that they uh signed but then ended up leaving them at the end but you know it is what it is but i mean yeah overall congratulations because they have a nice young team great Great team to you know look at and see like you know where they can go from here I mean they might make a really serious playoff run and see what we can do. Carolina's on top of the table right now as we as we speak. we still got a couple wild card uh races that are not uh set just yet you know so um it's just really this is really down to the nitty gritty you know so you know you have to you have to uh be um you have to be ready. Tampa has not clinched yet, but Toronto, uh, Boston, like I said, um, Carolina, New Jersey, and New York, and my Rangers have clinched so far. Uh, we still have the Islanders and the Penguins still uh, still um, able to um, uh, still have the wild card sparks right now. Behind them, right now, is Florida, Buffalo, Ottawa, and Washington. It looks like Washington probably will oh, no actually whoa actually i'm sorry so what florida is two games up right now yeah so right now if, if we're going so right now if the wild card standings right now is going to be islanders they have 85 points um right now pittsburgh has 82 florida has 79 buffalo probably will not make it in my opinion, Buffalo and Ottawa really—they, I think—they have to be on a win streak. You know, they got to start. Uh, Ottawa just actually won yesterday, but actually Buffalo actually lost. So that's how the Rangers—that's how the Rangers actually clinched the spot because they needed Buffalo to lose against Montreal last night, and they did in uh, a shootout. So thank you, uh, Montreal uh, and uh, Marty Saint Louis for that. Um, but overall, yeah, so yeah and then Washington is like behind them but I don't think they're making it um yeah they're not making it Detroit's definitely not making it uh Philly's not going to make it and the other wild card spot we have right now is Seattle and Winnipeg and um and then not to and only 4 points behind Winnipeg is Calgary so Calgary can do something uh Vancouver Van- Vancouver uh excuse me and um S- St. Louis and nashville probably i think it's done because seattle right now has 88 points winnipeg has uh 85 and the flames have 81 so really surprising for the flames because i thought they were actually going to have a really big year after those uh, couple of um trade ums that they made so it's really interesting to see what what they're gonna uh i mean they really have to push for it i don't think their coach daryl sutter is going to come back because i heard that there there has been a lot of rumors that he has him and the players have not been seeing eye to eye which is very odd after taking that team last year on a big run after losing after getting that heartbreaking series loss to um edmonton they lost to their rivals but um overall like i'm just really surprised about it but yeah i mean you know college hockey is back you know the nhl um playoffs is coming really soon i'm really excited you know i think the rangers do have a really good shot i mean we still have a couple games left to play so we i don't there's no i don't think we're gonna be able to get that number one spot from carolina because i think Carolina's just gonna stay there um we could possibly if we get if we do beat the devils i think on thursday we may be able to fight them because we're only four points behind them. And that's, I mean, and we're on a two-game winning streak, and the Devils are just lost, actually. They lost against Ottawa, so that's why Ottawa got that actually solid win, which was pretty good for them. And, you know, I'm really, you know, ecstatic about that. But overall, I mean, I think the Rangers do have a really good shot at um, winning. You know, they do have a good chance of you know, competing at, you know, this stage of like really fighting for a good chance. I mean, Chris Jury did everything possible to make this team a playoff team, and he did his job. And I mean, hats off to him. He did an amazing job. And I think right now it's cup for bust. Like I said in the previous episodes of this podcast, you know, it is really interesting and it's going to be really um interesting to see how the Rangers play, how they how they play, throughout yes ryan Lingren Lingren is still hurt but um hopefully i mean now that we have a playoff spot maybe they might give him some rest so that he can probably heal up maybe because i think we do he is going to be a big part of this playoff run for us we do need him E uh, er shesterkin has been playing phenomenal uh hockey of late He's been the Igor that we've been wanting him to be uh, after having not the best season that he's had like last year. You know, he didn't step up like he did last year, but in the playoffs, he did amazing. So, I mean, really, for my thing is like, as long as Shosturkin plays his heart out in the playoffs, I think we are going to be an unstoppable team. And as long as our power play can score goals and we can get a really a strong um strong offensive power play and score goals then I think we can be a really serious team now the fact is that you know I know a lot of people have been talking about a lot of Rangers fans a lot of fan base have been talking about this too but but the, the, the Panarin and Kane line then maybe they should switch it up or something like that Gerard Gallant should try to you know mix it up something like that you know the kid line has been doing amazing shout out to them because Lafreniere heel scored a goal on a big in a big game against florida that's what got us the win um this past saturday i mean shout out to them the kid line has been amazing with capo Capo, caco uh like i said um uh and hito but um yeah it's, it's it's great i love it uh i mean they can be buzzing too they they had a great uh playoff playoff run last year so you know you never know what happens I mean, and, you know, it's just really interesting to see. I mean, this team, it really can do something. I mean, don't get me wrong. Boston's still there. Toronto's still there. You can't forget about Tampa. Tampa, even though they lost last year, Tampa still, you know, has, uh, you know, they still have something, uh, uh you know, like something, you know, they still have, you know, that, um, that level of, you know, they can still get there and like, you know, try to compete, you know, with the team. So, I mean, we have to, listen, you got to give them a shot. You gotta give him a shot. You gotta give him a shot. You know, you never know. You can't. You can't just sit up here and think that oh, it's just gonna be a walk in a park. It's not gonna be a walk in a park. New Jersey's good. Carolina's good. Boston, Toronto. And Then you got the West. You know, so it's really, it's really gonna be interesting to see what's gonna, what's gonna happen. You know, when these playoffs start. You know, uh, I do think you know maybe the. Uh, I think Pittsburgh. I am actually pretty shocked i thought that washington was going to actually do something but they've been really on a down climb, and i think peter lavi, lavi- uh is gonna def- i think he's gonna go i don't think they're gonna give him a contract because i think he's just hasn't really you know really stepped up and i think you know ovechkin's getting older you know uh kuznetsov i think wants to be out he's been trying to get out of there i think for A long time now. So, I mean, we we, we will see. We will see. We will see what happens. But, yeah, the Rangers, I'm really high on the Rangers. I really think that they can do something. I'm really excited. I'm stoked right now. Like, guys, you don't understand. Like, the playoffs is going to be... I may need to take, like, a little mental, you know, break a little bit maybe, like, the next couple of days so I can get myself mentally prepared for these playoffs because there's going to be a lot to talk about. I mean, we're going to have a lot of talks. I mean, definitely, I want to definitely get a recap after the game and talk to you guys and, like, let you know, like, my my expressions of the game and all that kind of stuff. Even there's so much going to be uh, involved about, I uh, mean, so much that I, uh, this podcast is going to do when, you know, it's playoff time when it gets there. And I can't wait. And I hope you guys are ready and get uh, get your feet uh, seatbelts um, fastened and get your popcorn ready because it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a wild one. All right. Yes. Yeah, so the next topic I'm going to get into really uh, another topic that I really wanted to t- talk about really quick is the NBA. Another um, another league that is getting close into playoff time that we should be all excited about. A lot to talk about. New York Knicks are doing well. A lot of teams are trying to fight for the playoff spots. A lot of teams are trying to get into the play-ins. Mavericks are looking really desperate right now. I don't know what is going on with them. After getting Kyrie, I thought that they could have a really good chance. But right now, they are out of the playoff spot. And that is not looking good. And Luka is looking frustrated and all this kind of stuff. And they're saying it may be Kyrie or this like that. Stop it. It's the Dallas Mavericks. It's the organization. It's Mark Cuban. It's all them. The management. Y'all have to get better players. Y'all got Luka Dantage. Y'all knew that you needed to... uh, have players around him that will work. Yes, it didn't work with the team that he had uh, now. And then now y'all traded for Kyrie because Kyrie wanted out of Brooklyn and you have Kyrie. And, you know, I hear a lot of people, you know, say, you know, see, now it's Kyrie's fault that, you know, the Mavs are losing. all that. Don't blame Kyrie. It ain't Kyrie. It's the Mavs. They just, they don't, they the Mavs uh, front office, you know, y'all can sit up here and complain, but y'all did, A horrible job in recruiting players to come to Dallas when you guys have Luka Dantage as a superstar, a franchise player. You signed into a big deal. Of course, you're supposed to bring in the big guns. You brought in Kyrie Irving and, you know, yes, you're out right now, but there's still a lot of time left that you guys can make it. Yeah, you're outside. I mean, you're only one game off. Like, literally, you're just a half a game off. Oh, I mean, all OKC has to do is lose, and then you guys have to win. So, like, it's not like you guys are like really out of it. But yeah, is it concerning? Yes, it is. I mean, also the Los Angeles Lakers are ninth. So right now, I mean, now that Dallas is out, I'll put the standings. Sorry, I just said one of them. But ten is the OKC, nine is the Lakers, eight is uh, the Pelicans, seventh is the Warriors, sixth is the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves five is the Clippers, uh, four is the Suns, three is the Kings, you know, but uh, that's another huge blow right now. Um, you know, for the Clippers is that Paul George, like that's a, that's another really big blow. I mean, he got, I think he got a a knee. He hurt his, um, well, KD's coming back. That's good for the Suns. Um, but Paul George, yeah, hurt his knee, um, in one of the games and now he's, he's, I think he's out and he was leading the team in points per game. So so I mean they're saying like you know best case scenario you know Paul George could come back, you know. I mean, you know he they did, I mean they did say that in the x-rays. He did avoid a torn ligament in his sprained, you know, right right knee and is not expected to require surgery. So like this is the this is what I'm reading off of ESPN is saying, "While we while will uh, while George will miss the remainder of the regular season, and will not be reassigned for two or three weeks. Reinstated for two or three weeks, the Clippers' breath of sigh of relief that the that he did not suffer more more significant injury when he landed awkwardly after co- colliding knee to knee with um, OKC's Lou Dot in the fourth quarter of tuesday's um loss against the thunder i mean the thunder yeah yeah so i mean dang so i mean they, they he may come back uh so he's gonna get re-evaluated two two to get reevaluated 2 2 to 4 weeks um that's a huge blow for the clippers a huge blow it's a huge blow i mean even though they got the win against the bulls And the next game is against, you know, uh, Memphis, which is a big game. So this is going to be a lot to ask for Kawhi if Paul George doesn't come back, you know, totally 100% healthy. But Kawhi, Russ, and uh, we'll have to see. I mean, Kawhi and Russ are going to have to get along and try to, you know, make this work. Because if Paul George, Paul George is probably not going to be 100%. I mean, we don't know. I mean, we have to wait until two, two to three weeks to see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, that... So a lot is wide open, you know, already that the, already the, um, Denver, you know, we got Memphis, you also got, um, Milwaukee Celtics, Philly, and, um, Cleveland that they already all clinched, you know, their spots, you know, for the playoffs, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy. I'm really surprised that I'm still surprised that Sacramento Kings are the third seed in the West, uh, yeah they're like five games ahead of phoenix for the third seed you know so yeah where's this i mean minnesota still is looking you know cat even though um carl anthony towns is back from injury uh we'll have to see how that goes you know um lakers could do something they just have got to win out i think they gotta they gotta get that win against the clippers they definitely have to win uh, uh they have to beat the uh the bulls after that they should have they should have beat the bulls but also the bulls i mean need to win too because i mean they are the 10th seed right now in the east i'll go with the east right now the east the bulls are 10 uh toronto is uh 9 Atlanta is 8 7 is miami 6 is uh nets 5 is Knicks. 4 is the cavaliers 3 is the sixers 2 is the Celtics and 1 is the Milwaukee Bucks like I said. So I mean like it is yeah so the east is looking pretty good. It looks like that the Knicks will either play the Cavs or Philly. If they keep it up, I mean unless Denver unless Brooklyn makes a big run and stuff like that. But yeah, that right now they're 3 games ahead of Brooklyn and Miami cuz Miami and Brooklyn are tied right now for the 6th and 7th seed. So right now Brooklyn has an advantage of them because they, I think, they just have a little bit of a. They have a. They have a different. Uh, they only. They only. Uh, they only higher than Miami because of the difference, the points differential. So, yeah, uh, hopefully Miami can get it together because they looking kind of shaky. Miami's fan. Miami fan. I know my 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 uh, Miami fans out there are looking a little worried right now because Miami is looking kind of stressed because my man Eudanas Haslam was looking real mean mug like he was looking pissed that they got blown out one of the games i forgot what team it was but yeah he was not looking happy because i saw that on social media but yeah i mean i don't like i said you know the nba's heating up man i mean you still got uh, washington indiana and orlando still trying to get a playoff spot washington is the Washington's only Washington and Indiana are really the closest. Well, I mean, Orlando's only one game behind, you know, Washington and Indiana. I mean, the only difference is because Washington has, uh, Indiana has one more, uh, one more loss than, than Washington right now. But yeah, they're only, only three games behind Chicago. So, you never know what can happen. You really don't. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting. I mean, who do you guys really think has a really good shot? Which team do you think really has a good shot of going all the way? I mean, off the top, like your best thing, regardless if everybody is healthy, everything like that, who do you think, which playoffs team out of the East or West, do you think you would root for to say, I'm going with them all the way and not changing my mind? interesting to see that i don't know i mean like i said i really don't know yet i mean the suns can i mean anything can happen in the playoffs i mean a top seed can go down to an eighth seed you know a seven seed can beat a, a two seed you know you never know like a fifth seed can make it all the way to the finals it, it it's very possible so you you never know there's a lot to you know think about you know on that in that in that standpoint of it you know but yeah guys i mean also i mean we're going to talk about the mvp i mean probably uh jokic is going to win it again which i know there's some people that are not happy about that there's been a lot of talks about that but i mean the man has balling he's been balling out he's been doing his thing and b does deserve to be mvp uh i haven't watched that much basketball so i can't really like put my opinion out there but i mean for him to win 3 three MVPs it's kind of crazy you know but I mean because there's been a lot of good talent out there but I think you know he's just been really doing great with stats and just really you know balling out so it's just really interesting to see you know what's going to happen I, I do still think that you know Jokic will win again you know so we'll we'll have to see what happens you know uh Embiid has been balling out he's been doing this thing he I don't think he even played against Denver that time when they had to play Denver and Jokic was playing and I don't think he played because because uh I think he had a injury so we will see and I mean right now Philly is in a three-game losing streak so hopefully they can tighten it up hopefully when Embiid comes back they can be uh good to you know play so good to play and trying to make a run in the finals, you know, and try to see what they can do. Um, Also, I wanted to shout out to uh, the scrub, Ben Simmons. Um, Just wanted to say, um, oh, yeah, let me just, yeah, that's uh, for you, Ben Simmons. Um, Bruh, I mean, Brooklyn is just better off without you, my opinion. Mikel Bridges has been balling out. Cam Johnson, you know Dinwiddie, all these, all these young boys, everything like that. I think the Nets should have went this way instead of going superstar and trying to get everything because they wanted to compete with New York with the Knicks. But we'll we'll talk about that another time. I know some Nets fans would be like, "What are you talking about?" But yes, you know what I'm talking about. But um, the yeah, so the Nets uh they're looking good, and I mean look at this Bridges, uh John um Cam Johnson and and Spencer Dinwiddie have been playing more minutes for the New Jersey Nets than Kyrie, Katie, and uh, James Harden together, combined. That's crazy. That is crazy. Like, that shows you heart. That shows you that, you know, Mikel Bridges has been balling. He's been shooting. He's been balling. I mean, I have to give my props to him because that man has been balling. You got to give it to him. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I I, I kind of like this Brooklyn team. I like where they're going. I like how they're moving. Hopefully, they can sign Mikel Bridges to a big team. I, I think the Nets should go this way. They need and now they hopefully maybe hopefully they keep the coach or they try to go for another coach. Maybe they do. I don't know. We'll see. But the way I like how this Nets team is moving. Um, they could they could make a little run. Who knows? But I mean, I mean after all this drama and everything like that, just to see how this Nets team has uh evolved since all that's happened with katie gone and Kyrie gone you know with steve nash gone too i mean they 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 got it they kind of figured out and you know they got the young players that they wanted out of the trades that they got and they're just gonna say you know what let's go let's go and try to you know do the best we can to get a good playoffs position and try to make a run for the for the uh, nba finals you know, but also Ben Simmons, yeah, but he he's out for the rest of the season. That's why I called him a scrub uh, because of another injury that we don't probably know about because it's probably going to he's going to say uh, it's probably I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not to hound on a person and say, like, you know, hey, you know, because I mean, he is an NBA player. He's making a lot of money. And yes, you were the overall number one pick. I mean, bruh. What have you shown? Like you, you, you had everything in your lap. Like what I, I this is this is what I think, and I've and I've believed this. I think Ben Simmons has been a very lucky and gracious player. I mean, so far that he that he's had in his career. I mean, look at Philly. He had Joel Embiid, he had Jimmy Butler, and it didn't work out. He couldn't step up. He didn't do his thing. Then Embiid was talking and saying, "Yo, you got to do your thing." They were the number one seed without Jimmy Butler, and they still lost, they still lost, which was crazy, which was crazy, that's crazy to me, and then you want to get traded out of uh, Philly, you get traded out of Philly, and then what do you do next, bro, you go to Brooklyn, you got KD, you got Kyrie, you play a little bit, Kyrie yelling at you saying, shoot the ball when you're right there. and You're wide open. Just shoot it and lay it up. But you don't do that because you're afraid, but you pass the ball over. Like, and then now, you know, you got a knee soreness, your back, knee soreness again. Like, what you doing, bro? you making all this money. Like, LeBron's a LeBron's free agency. Rich Paul and all them, they got rid of you. They was like, yo, we, we need to go a different way. They probably got tired of you because they're like, we don't know where you're going. Because we don't know what you're doing. Like, bro, Mm -hmm. Brent Simmons, like, you, you have a contract of you're making millions of dollars. Highly talented, very skilled, great defensively. And, you know, if you just had a jumper and, you know, worked on your craft, you would be an elite superstar. But you had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler. You had all these stars with you. And you couldn't get it done because you didn't show up. And now look at you. You got a good Brooklyn team. And you could play. But you could play. I mean, you definitely get in runtime. you telling me you're not? You definitely get in runtime. You're a young team. You could definitely run point. Probably do it. Mikel Bridges, stuff like that. They do their thing. Dinwiddie does their thing. You know, they ball out. But, of course... Ben Simmons, MIA, just like, just like we thought, MIA. When they needed you to play in the playoffs, you didn't show up. You just said, I'm going to just sit right here on the bench, say, I'm not ready to play. You wanted to get out of Philly and say, oh, I'm ready to play, whatever like that. Then you get to Brooklyn, and then you're sitting on the bench telling everybody, I'm not playing. Teammates te- texting you, oh, hey, hey, buddy, you know, are you going to play? You don't even answer them, not even respond to anything. And then you got the nerd to talk about, oh, I want to play somewhere where I'm comfortable and stuff like that. Bruh, you had your shot. You had all the play. You you literally had it. You had Lily given to you in a plate. Like they just gave it to you and just said, here you go. And let's see what you're going to do with that. And you just literally just took it, grabbed the plate, and just threw it right in the garbage. It just said, "Up, oh, who cares? It's, it's my life. I do what I want all right, bro, it's on you. I hope Brooklyn makes a great run, and then they're like, you know what? We don't need you. Because I don't know. Like, I I try to give you hope. I, like, there was a lot of people dragging you down the mud. I was like, ah, oh, you know, Ben Simmons, I could do it. Bruh, I'm done too. Like, Done. Yeah, so after that, you know, so the NBA, yeah, it's going to heat up. I can't wait for the playoffs to get on and stuff like that, guys. But next topic I'm going to get into really uh quickly and just talk about and just uh brief you guys in. Uh we got the Formula 1 Australian Grand Prix this weekend. Here we go. After Checo Perez magnificent back-to-back wins from uh in Saudi Arabia, um after he won last year and he won this year, uh, now is only one point behind his fellow teammate right now and little rival maybe, we could say Max Verstappen, which is pretty interesting. Fernando Alonso is still doing his fine-like wine driving and helping Aston Martin get closer and closer with those um, constructor, constructor championship points as they've been doing their thing. Carlos Seitz is only fourth. Lewis Hamilton is fifth. Uh, George Russell is sixth. Charles Leclerc is eighth right now. Lance Stroll is ahead of him. Kind of crazy. Yeah, it really is. Esteban Alcon is ninth. Tenth is Batas. Eleventh is Gasly. Twelfth is Magnussen. Thirteenth is Albon. Fourteen is Yuki. Fifteen is... Hulkenberg, 16 is the American Logan 17 is Zhou 18 is DeVries 20th sadly is Lando Norris and 21st is Oscar Priastri, so sad McLaren really so sad but like I said a lot is heating up third race now we're getting into we'll see what happens now formula 1 wants to get rid of practice they want to get get rid of practice testing the um the CEO of formula 1 did uh put out a press conference that he's been trying to get rid of practice testing and see how it goes and like try to transform the game a little bit more i mean how do you guys feel about that to some of you uh formula 1 fans out there that are listening in uh how do you guys honestly feel about that what what's your Um, opinion about that Uh, let me know in the comments Um, also I mean now we could talk about this as well it's been running around my mind a lot since I watched the last race so now Red Bull is in a really tight spot I think and this is going to get really interesting and this is where I think things may go bad for Red Bull or it could go good who knows but it could go bad for either driver now we know that Checo and Max really don't have like the best of relationships after what transpired in Brazil when Max wouldn't let uh Checo pass him so he can get uh a better point so he could try to go fight for the second spot uh with uh Charles Leclerc but Max said no but now um there's been you know a lot of uh Crazy um, rumors that Max was upset about when, you know, Checo purposely crashed his car in Monaco that made him get the um, win on the Saturday on the Sunday Grand Prix race. So from last year. So, I mean, there's a lot to talk into. I mean, you could say that there is a rivalry because when Checo won in Saudi Arabia uh, after, you know, when the drivers win, you know, they get out the car, they celebrate and they go celebrate with the team after. And Max, Max Verstappen's dad, Youst uh, uh, Yost, I think is, is Verstappen, uh, was there and saw Checo and just, I mean, Checo walked by him, went to go give his friend a hug. I mean, his team a hug and they were celebrating. But Mr. uh, Max Verstappen's dad was not. He looked utter, bitter, uh, bitterly disappointed because he thought that his son should have won. Now, granted, shout out to Max. I mean, he went from fifteenth to second to finishing second. I mean, that's very hard to do. It's not easy to do that, but with the car that he has, it's great. And I mean, the Red Bull car is more suited for Max Verstappen, not really for Checo. But I mean, also this is a this is a, this could, could this this could turn ugly for Red Bull and Christian Horner because. If they don't, because I think the next these next couple of races are going to really determine how the rest of Red Bull's season, I think, is going to go with these two. As I think clearly, I think Checo's going to be out uh, after the end of the season. I think he's going somewhere else. Uh, I think Ricardo's coming back. That's my prediction. And you guys heard me say that now on this podcast on episode um, 27 at 5 o'clock on uh march twenty eighth so that's what I, you heard me say that for any any you f one fans but yeah i i think i think the uh the ship is sailing for this team i mean the 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 ship is sailing for checo i think checo's out i think checo feels like you know he knows that you know this is more more about max you know Checo's really there to help him help max you know get to you know become Uh, world champion of the of formula one so there is a i mean it's it's, like i said it's gonna be very interesting to see how these next couple races happen because it's really important i mean hopefully you know hopefully you know nothing gets too crazy but i mean there's gonna be a lot of stress i think on christian horner trying to get these two to try to you know work as a team because i know they both don't like each other as much they're not very highly of each other because i know sometimes max can be a hothead and you know be you know very arrogant at sometimes but i'm not saying he's a great i mean i think he's still a great person which i'm not saying i mean that's just this drive he has that drive in him and he's very good and he wants to be the best and you you know you can't you can't uh, complain about that i mean who doesn't want to be the best and be the best at what they love to do so it's just going to be really interesting to see what will transpire these next couple races for red bull Off to that, um, we're going to talk about Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes did look pretty well uh, in the Saudi Arabia uh, Grand Prix. Um, George uh, looked pretty good. The car looked a little bit better. I think there's still some more improvements that I think Mercedes are going to try to do to try to uh, get the car back to top level so that they can start competing for championships. Um, It's just really, you know... I would say like more interesting to see like how, you know, Mercedes has been struggling, you know, with their with their cars now lately after being so dominant for the last se- seven I mean 7 7 years as uh, Lewis Hamilton being champion and then, you know, you have um you had the constructor constructor constructors uh championship like it's just all over the place. So um, the real good question is, you know, uh, how uh, with these next couple of races, will Mercedes finally figure it out and maybe it—what will will it be too late or will they still have time to at least catch up and try to make a big push? That's a good question. Aston Martin's doing great. You know, all these other teams are really doing well after, you know, Stroll did uh, D and F um because you know his car had some malfunctions a lot a lot a lot to look into a lot to look into so i'll talk a little bit more and get more uh about the formula one uh so but right now i want to just talk about another topic and here we go um uh the major leagues baseball opening day is starting soon who is so i mean you gotta you can't be excited but baseball is coming back yes So, yeah, it's coming back, and I'm really excited. Uh, Hopefully, the Yankees can make a run. Shout out to Anthony Volpe for making the uh, opening day roster on the New York Yankees. Anthony Volpe, congratulations, man. You deserve it. He's a great prospect. I think he's going to uh, really, stru- uh, really flourish in this league. I think he's going to be another. He might be the next uh, Derek Jeter that we've been waiting on, maybe. But we'll see. I mean, the uh, the Yankees really waited. They didn't they didn't go out and get um, a shortstop in the market that, you know, all these other teams did that, you know, paid the big money for. And they, they waited on their prospect. And they just said, you know what? We really trust this kid. We think that this kid is going to take us to the promised land. And, you know, hey, you know, shout out to them. But, yeah, you know, MLB is coming back. Yankees need to make a strong push. New York teams are looking really strong. Also, the Mets are looking really good. We have a lot of good teams out there. Houston Astros are defending champions. Let's see what they do this year, even though they are going to be without Jose Altuve for a little bit. Um because uh he he got injured in the world cup game also that world cup game i mean the world uh that world- uh baseball world uh games uh that japan and USA game i mean otani versus uh trout and then he struck him out yo that man is gonna get paid Paid. I tell you he's gonna be the he's gonna be the most richest uh baseball player They're saying like he might get paid like 65 million, like 65 million per year. Like that's his salary because he's that good. I mean, I mean, the guy is, I mean, he's a stud pitcher and I mean, amazing hitter. I mean, he's going to be a DH for you. He's not going to be the, um, so I mean, he's going to be a lot of money and there's, I don't think there's no way in heck that the Yankees will be able to get him. I mean, they will. I mean, they're going to probably try. But with the salary and already the plays that they already have that already cost so much money already that they have, to add him, I don't know how they would be able to afford them. That would be crazy. But, yeah, so, you know, MLB is coming back. Excited. Uh, a little quick soccer I wanted to talk to you about. Um, very surprised. But, you know, I was surprised about this uh, let go. But Conte is out. He's out, and no Tottenham player did not send out a tribute to him, which is crazy. That tells you something. that That tells you that they didn't like him, Conte. I am so sorry, Antonio Conte. I'm sorry, but I thought things would work out with you in Tottenham, but it didn't. It didn't, and it's a it's a it's a, it's a shame. Also, I think there should be some firings up in the league office too. Because they haven't been doing their job as well, but mainly, I think it was just right for Tottenham and Conte to actually just mutually part ways because it was just I think it was just too toxic. Too toxic. After the last episode when I talked about he had his rant uh, on at the press conference and talking about how his team has not stepped up and he needs to step up and stuff like that, it just didn't look good for there. And I know probably a lot of players took it to heart and they were like yo man need to get this dude up on out of here and you know it's it's crazy but that's what happens you know that's a business you know sometimes it doesn't work and i mean the fan base is hard i mean you think you know we're bad i mean but those people out there in other countries they're they're nuts they're very passionate for their teams they don't you know so you know when you're not winning or you know when you're not spending money to get players to develop players and stuff like that on a club, you know the owner's gonna, gonna hear it, and then the players will hear it, the coaches will also hear it, you know. So it's just very. I mean, I think it was right. I think it was a right move for them to uh, part ways, and you know, that's that's what you know. It that's the, that's the business. Uh, another surprising news. Uh, Julian Nagelsmann from Bayern was fired. Uh, this uh, break, international break, and now Thomas Tuchel is in as the Bayern head coach. Like what? I don't. I, I. I don't get that. I really don't understand that. Uh, point. But I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, how does? You know, he just. I mean, after that great win that he had against uh PSG in the in the last round in the Champions League. Like that I thought that he was doing well, but I guess, you know, Bayern, they have their morals, they have their, you know, principles, you know. If it's not working out, you know, they ship sail and they get the next one. And I'm really surprised about they getting Thomas Tuchel I think they just did it in desperation because they're worried about City. And, you know, I know they got a lot of I mean, look at it. Thomas Tuchel has a lot on his plate because you gotta look at it, like their derby is this weekend. They're playing against Borussia Dortmund. That second leg, after the first one, they tied it, and the second, this second one is really important because between them, whoever wins this one might win the league of uh, the Bundesliga. So, and then after that game, during the week, they got my team, City. So there's a months of there's a lot of pressure on Thomas Tuchel right now to get the win, and then he's playing against his former team uh Borusius Dortmund on Sunday. But he's on but he's playing with them on the other side. What? That's crazy. I feel bad for knucklesman I think he was he was treated unfair. I don't think he had time. Like Bayern Munich, like your whole front office, let's get this straight. I'm gonna call you guys out too. Why'd you guys sign him for a five year deal if you guys are gonna get rid of him? That makes no sense. Why would you sign a guy for five years? He was only there for twenty-one months. That's literally not, not even long enough. Like you couldn't even wait until the end of the season, no, because you know you needed to get the best, you know, coach, and you know you need, needed to get get where you where where you are. No, you guys are crazy. And also, this is another thing: Thomas Mueller, Manuel Neuer, all these old-time players—they gotta go. It's time to hang that up. Hang them up. Let them go. You guys have a young core, a great team. Sadio is still there. You have a still good team. But Mueller, all these other guys, they need to go. The legends need to go. It's time to let them go. You gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta start a whole once you start it and hold, you still got a very good young, talented team that can play great football and compete at a very top level. And they they do it year in and you year out. And you can develop your team, but you guys still have Manuel Manuel Neuer and Thomas Thomas Muller, and you know like some of these other players. But like, it just doesn't make no sense to me, like how they just got rid of him. And y'all told him while he was skiing with his family, like I mean, it is a business. That's what happens. I understand, but man, that's crazy. That is really crazy nuts. But that's how football is. But yeah, uh stay tuned, you know, uh this 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 weekend we do have uh City and Liver well actually no, City City are going to play Liverpool and then they're going to do the uh match against Bayern. Um but yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Like I said again, guys, really interesting. I really want to see how Tottenham finish out without Conte. Tuchel, I I'm really interested to see how he's going to do against Borussia Dortmund with such little time you know, to prepare for this. It'll be really interesting. All right, the next topic we have um, talking about uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, NFL, a lot of NFL talk. Aaron Rodgers is not a jet yet. We're still waiting. You know, Lamar Jackson requested for a trade. Um, Can my Indianapolis Colts go out and get him? Will they pay him the money? Will they do it? You want to hear my opinion? I say go out and get Lamar. But, I mean, let's see if we can make it. Uh, I don't know if they want to do the fully guaranteed contract, but I think we should go for him. We should give him a shot. That man could really help us. You saw that, the the head coach that we have now, and you saw how he did well with Jalen Hurts. Now imagine him with Lamar Jackson. Boy, whew, that could be dangerous but we we'll, we will see what happens. I mean, hopefully I do hope that Lamar Jackson gets gets paid. He deserves it. He definitely does. So it's really going to be interesting to see how they how 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 um how this all plays out, really with these two quarterbacks and everything else that's going on, you know, in the off seasons as as these teams are getting ready for the NFL draft as is going to be next month. I'm just, you know, waiting ha- hanging hanging my head and just waiting. To hear whatever the Colts do, you know. I'm not really gonna put my emphasis. Like I said, Lamar, I would like to go out and get him, but if we don't, it is what it is. I wouldn't be hurt or anything like that because I just feel like whatever direction the Colts are going, it better be a good damn direction because y'all going that way. If it's not, then y'all gonna be hold held accountable for it. You know, but I I mean, you know, it's really uh interesting. I mean, OBJ might go to the Jets too which is kind of crazy. They already got Hartman. They already got Lazier. They got um, uh, Davis. They just traded Elijah Moore to Cleveland, which I was pretty surprised. I would have tried, if I was a coach, I would have went out and tried to get him. I think he would have been a very good asset for our offense because I think he's a great um, receiver, in in my opinion. But, yeah, I mean, we will see. We will see. If the Jets do go out and get um, OBJ, but I think they're trying to get Rodgers first before they try to wait, you know, and they're trying to wait it out and try to see if they can get Rodgers first, which is pretty smart, but we will see what happens, you know? Yeah, and then just uh, last but uh, lastly, but not least, uh, we will talk about really quickly cause Man, it's been some fun. Crazy cross lacrosse games have been happening Virginia's back to number one after they beat uh, the undefeated Notre Dame team. Great game. Maryland is number two. Notre Dame is number three. Duke is number four. The hot Cornell Big Red is number five. Number six is Villanova. Number seven is Johns Hopkins, which is really surprising. Number eight is Army. Number nine is Rutgers. Number 10 is Jacksonville. Number 11 is Penn State. Number 12 is no- North Carolina. Number 13 is Loyola. Number 14 is Ohio State. Number 15 is Georgetown. Number 16 is Denver. Number 17 is Princeton. 18 is BU. 19, Penn. 20, Yale. And then we still got Syracuse, Marquette, Dortmouth. Um. Delaware, St. Joe's, St. Joseph's, Bryant, UMBC, Vermont and Richmond trying to uh get up there in the top 20. But yeah. Like I said. Oh yeah, shout out to Dartmouth for beating uh uh Harvard uh this past uh weekend. Uh I know one of my past ex-coaches uh John Kaiser. Shout out. Shout out. I got to get him on the show. My one of my former coaches from in college uh he was he was an assistant coach at at dart Dor- uh dart dartmouth so shout out to them uh good win uh ivy league looking kind of scary but cornell is looking like they're running away with it in my opinion because they're looking uh, yale is looking really suspect but i mean we still got we have we still got the month of april and then that's and then may comes and then um, you know so this is the last month basically for carl's Cross. so a lot of things to get into um syracuse can make an interesting run who knows hopefully they i mean their next big game is against notre dame and uh we got to see what they're gonna how, how they're gonna play because notre dame is no joke they are really good they are a serious contending team i think them for virginia maryland and i would say duke duke notre dame you know these teams they're serious so we got to see you got we got to see what happens but i'm i'm really uh excited to see what happens at the end um by the by playoff time when um it's ready for the tournament because this is going to be a fun tournament um because last year i mean there was a lot of ivy league teams but now they're there's some that are in some trouble cornell's not um but right now there's some teams that are in big trouble right now uh, in the Ivy Leagues, that it could be getting out of the uh, out of the top twenty, and you know there might be some spots like for, for Syracuse or like smaller teams, you know, to get in. So we will have to see, everybody. We will have to see. But thank you guys again for tuning in on this podcast. This is, this is episode twenty-seven. Uh, this is your boy Eli, and he's co-signing out. Once again, thank you guys again. I will definitely be having uh, another podcast out soon. I'll definitely let you know. Try to get more content out there. Please leave a comment or just a review or whatever you feel like if you want to come in. If there's any fans out there that want to come and join the show, please feel freely to become a guest i would love to have people out here get my podcast more spread it out the word i'll definitely like to get your story out any athletes anybody out there business wise anything that if you want to talk about anything a little sports something like that always hit me up you have my link on the bio you can go on my um on my instagram at elijah phillips 21 or eli's corner whatever one works for you guys please come on in And I would love to have you guys on the show, and we can try to get you guys on here and talk about some sports. All right, guys. You guys have a good one. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.